It was a long time coming, but last Saturday saw the return of organised darts down in Australia with the Victorian Classic in Morwell. And one of the winners at the weekend was Tori Kewish. How are you, Tori? I'm great, thanks, mate. How are you? Not too bad. And, you know, we discussed this a little bit already, but what's the situation been like in Australia over the last year? Um, and Well, unfortunately, where I live kind of got the worst of it. We were in stage four lockdown for many, many months, so we weren't even allowed to leave the house um, unless it was for essentials and work and that stuff. Yeah, everywhere else was kind of okay with it. Uh, not okay, obviously, but they, they didn't have it as bad as what we did here in Melbourne. So all I did was work and come home, and that's about it for, for about eight months. But we're on the end of it now, and we've got a bit of freedom, which is good. And did you play much online darts at all during that time? Uh, probably not as much as I should have. <laughs> um, I played the WBF uh, Virtual World Cup, um, a couple of tournaments here and there, but yeah... I'm not. I'm not great with uh, with uh, online darts because I'm a very social person. I like the atmosphere and just didn't enjoy it as much as what I would when I go to a tournament. But I tried my best to to do what I could. You were finally able to get back to the in person stuff this past weekend. How was the whole you know experience of being back with people playing darts again? Oh, it's it's one of those things that that you will take for granted when you can't do it. So the whole the whole time that I couldn't go to a tournament, um, you don't realise how much fun it actually is. And obviously it still wasn't the same. There was a lot of people there that are normally there that weren't. And um, just walking in there and seeing people and playing darts properly again was, was something I didn't think that would happen so quickly. So it was really great to see everyone and play darts properly again. It might be a little bit strange, but did you feel any nerves at all at the weekend? Funny enough, no, not really, actually. I think I just went there and, and didn't have too many high expectations. Just went, well, <laughs> just do your best, see what you can do, and let it happen, and that's exactly what I did. And what talk me through some of the protocols that were in place to kind of ensure that, you know, you guys were all safe and whatever. We're, we're pretty good now uh, with coronavirus, so uh, we're, we don't have to wear masks anymore inside and all that stuff because it got to the point where we have to wear masks all the time. Obviously, no handshaking, just try and fist pump, all those kind of things. But it was, uh, we actually had to play in separate rooms. So then the men were in one room and the ladies were in another room and, and the boards were quite, like, separated um, a lot. So that was pretty much what we did to try and keep everyone safe. And was the, the field smaller than, you know, in previous years and you would have expected? Oh, definitely. Definitely. There was... Uh, the numbers weren't, weren't there um, compared to what they were last year, which is expected. Um, the, there weren't, yeah, I think we had like 12 or 13 ladies, which is nowhere near what we normally get, but we only had a few come over from interstate. Um, Sydney and all that are, are still kind of in a red zone, so they weren't allowed to come over. Um, the men, I, I couldn't even tell you how many men there were, um, but I think there were, there were less, but I don't think it was as bad as the numbers for the ladies, though. Hmm. But, I mean, you did win the, the tournament in the end, and it must have been nice to, you know, get back out there and get winning again. Oh, definitely. I don't think that that's something that um, I expected, I must say, because I wasn't playing the best all day, and I just, I think, realised that, you know, I've got to try and do a little bit better, and it got there in the end, but I can tell you it was a very long day. <laughs> But, I mean, now I think you've won something like six Darts Australia ranking events in a row. 
Um, so that must give you um, a level of confidence. Every tournament's different. Um, doesn't it doesn't make me relax even more, and doesn't make me try less because the talent here in Australia with the ladies is is a lot better than what people think that it is, and we have a lot of depth here and a, a lot of great players. And I just try and do my best every time, and and sometimes it happens. And I'm really stoked that I've got on this streak now, and hopefully I can keep going. I guess it probably adds more pressure in a sense because you sort of become the the woman to beat or the one that everyone expects to be winning. Yeah, definitely. I'll, um, I'll walk in and, and I'll be like, oh. I think, I think being the favourite to win is always the most pressure because everyone has so many expectations and, and if you have a bad day and you don't get a win or something, there's, there's more talking about that than you know, congratulating the person that actually wins and deserves to win. Um, but it definitely creates a little bit more pressure. And of course, pressure I put on myself, but definitely pressure from the outside as well. Mm. And as you said, you were you were a social, you know, a social person. You love playing darts for, for the people and stuff. So that probably being with people again must have been the best part of the weekend. Oh, 100 percent. Um, one of my best buddies, Barb, came down for it, and we hadn't seen each other since March last year, and it was just so great just catching up and seeing her again and just seeing everyone there and a lot of those people I hadn't seen for over 12 months and it was just so great to catch up. We got to the point where I was supposed to play a game and I was like, no, I just want to keep chatting. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up going to play it. But yeah, that was great to see everyone. Next, I think the next event on the Australian calendar is in March. And are you hoping that the ladies' numbers will be a bit stronger then? Oh, I definitely, definitely hope. Um, Although it could, you never know. I'm I'm starting not to get my hopes up now because, uh, as we all know, that the COVID can come and go. It'll be nothing for ages, and then all of a sudden we're in lockdown again. So, try not to get my hopes up. But I definitely think if it goes the way it is now, we'll definitely be close to not normal, but I think we'll definitely be getting closer to normal. I don't think we've ever really got close to zero in the UK, but um, I'm only a little bit jealous of how well you and the Kiwis have done. Looking back to the beginning for you, when did you first start playing darts? I was 14. I think it was a couple of months after my 14th birthday. I started playing. I was I was hardcore basketball for a long time and I didn't really want to play darts. And then my dad and his friend and his son were playing and I had a throw and kind of the rest of the history, really. <laughs> and I mean, more or less, since you started playing, you've been, you know, with shot darts. You were one of their young guns and now... You know, they, they support you and everything. How much does that support mean to you? There's no words, really, because these guys, they've been with me since I first started and, and they've done their best to keep me happy and they've done everything everything that they can and as I've done everything that I can to keep them happy and we've worked together great as a team and I couldn't, I couldn't you know, wish for a better sponsor and a better team to have my back the last, what, eight years? eight nine years now and it's yeah you can't describe it the loyalty and the commitment to me and it's it's incredible i'm, I'm very thankful for them mm. and what setup are you currently working with at the moment darts wise i've got so i've got my signature darts um they they came out last year i've had a few messages saying that they love them so that's great i've had some good reviews um and i've got my l style um stems that white stems I actually throw quite long darts, so I get told that I throw javelins. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I've got my signature old style uh, Casper flights at the moment, which is which are great. I love them; they're the best. And I know, you know, a couple of years ago, well, a couple of years seems weird, but 2019, you were playing really well and you got to the semi-finals of the World Cup and you previously won trophies with Australia in the Asia-Pacific Cups as well. Playing for your country must have been a big highlight for you. There's no greater shirt I like to wear than the green and gold. You know, a lot of people, they, they wish and they, they try their best to try and wear those colours and the fact that I get to, and I have been able to for... A, Three years, three times, is is incredible. And, and Romania, that was a special time for me. Um, that was probably me playing my best darts ever at that point. I don't know what was happening. I was just zoned in. I think I had a job to do, and I tried my best to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, earlier in the year, you'd you'd come over to to Europe and you'd played in the, the Denmark Open and Masters. What was that experience like? Of you know playing in a big tournament outside of Australia. Very different. I can tell you that much. Um, in Australia, we we have a different format. We play round robin um, over in the UK and Europe and all that. It's all knockout, so it's very cutthroat and it's not something that I was used to. But I think it, that that specific trip changed a lot of my perspectives on darts and and my capabilities and all that stuff. And I think if I didn't go there, I'd be a completely different player now. And um, you know, I've, I've met some incredible people through darts who have helped me a lot and um, I'm very fortunate to be able to go over there and, and you know, give it a go and see what I'm capable of. But that trip definitely changed me for the better. Was it was it a mentality thing that, that changed? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a... Uh, I think going there and, and, you know, I actually played Trina Gulliver in the top 16 and beat Trina Gulliver and... When I was growing up, she was huge uh, for ladies in, in Australia, especially she was the first female dart player I'd, I'd heard of. So, you know, potentially it was it was a scary game. It was really scary. Um, and I think my mentality of the, the capabilities that I have after that game changed and everyone else's advice as well, of course. But, yeah definitely became stronger that day. Well, there's a nice symmetry in a way because later in that year, you, you narrowly missed out on, on the BDO World Championship, but then when Trina had to, to pull out because she was unwell, you got the, the call to come in. Do you remember what happened when you got that call? <laughs> Funny enough, um, it was about, what, 2.30, 3 a.m. in the morning and, and there's this call of me and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I answer it and I'm half asleep. I don't know what's going on. And he goes, you know, um, we've had Trina pull out. She's not well. Would you like to take her spot, basically, is what he said. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. There was no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to. I think it'd be very silly of me to not do it. It was just one of those things because it was so late in the night. not like I can go and ring my dad and say, look, Dad, I'll, I'll put her. I don't think he would have been too happy. But it might have been worth it the news but yeah it was about 3 a.m in the morning and yeah now it's something i'll never forget i can tell you that much and i mean how did you find the whole experience because it must have been frantic the next couple of weeks trying to sort out your flights and everything and then actually coming over to london and playing at the o2 it was just insane i, I can't even describe it. it was me just running around trying to organize everything i 
get flights in, get all of this stuff organised, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just trying to prepare as well. I, I didn't before that. I don't think I'd, I've been so busy. I hadn't even really tried a dart for a month or so. So I was like, oh, I haven't even been throwing. <laughs> I'm stressing out, but uh, I got there in the end. I made it there safely, thank God. And I mean, you were unlucky in a way because you did play really well in the first round, but you came up against one of the form players on the tour, Bo Greaves. Yeah, that was a tough one, I can tell you that much. <laughs> she's a she's a great player, though, and, and she's so young and she has so much left for her. And um, I definitely knew that it was, was going to be very tough and I just went in there and I said, look, as I'm trying my best and, and try not to embarrass myself and I'll be happy with <laughs> what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Something I did want to ask, how did you come to choose your walk-on song? Oh, the Dance Monkey. <laughs> that was funny because I had a different one um, when we played the Australian Open the year before. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to change. I wanted to change to an Australian artist. Um, and that was one of the biggest songs at the time. Um, and I was like, when they came and asked me, I was like, that just came out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just stuck with that one. I thought it was pretty cool. I love the song, so why not? It's just the only reason I ask is because when I was sort of doing my preparation for the interview, I was trying to see if you were you were on Twitter at all. And I found a Twitter account, which I'm assuming is you, an 18-year-old Tory Q-ish Melbourne, Australia, five years ago, who was expressing her undying love for Demi Lovato. So I thought you might have come out to a Demi Lovato song. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even remember having a Twitter account, let alone that. Oh, I did. I did love Demi Lovato when I was younger. I thought she was great, but um, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I have much of an impression anymore. <laughs> uh. She's still great, though. <laughs> see, I remember the Disney Channel days. I, I would have. I appreciate that. So, um... anyway, I know in the past you did play in, I think, a couple of the, the DPA tour events. Is that something you're considering this year? I don't know. There's a lot of uh, different rules now with the DPA. Um, I'm really busy with work at the moment, so and you've got to be really committed to play them because you've got to play all the events. Um, so I think I think I'll give this year a miss and just concentrate on everything else. And and who knows? Maybe maybe I'll go back there one day. But DA right now is is where I'm at and trying to keep up what I'm doing with the WDF when it all you know goes back to normal eventually. Mm. You don't know when, but it will eventually go back to normal. Fingers crossed. I mean, one of the things on the horizon this year is another World Cup as well. Whether whether that will come together, uh, I'm not sure, but hopefully by the end of the year we should be in a position to, to have the World Cup and you'll you'll get to put on that green and gold jersey again. Oh, I definitely hope so. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favourite times. I mean, I, I can't see a way that Australia can't pick you, um, but... You know, beyond that, what's your plan for for this year and then further ahead? Oh, I'm not really. I'm not. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm I'm not very organised. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what I'm doing next week, let alone all year. But um, I don't know. I guess I just play it play it by ear this year. I think it's not. There's no point in planning something or getting my hopes up for something. Just going to focus on, on a lot of different things at once and, and just play it by ear and try and 
get to what I can and do what I can, and that's all I can really do right now. Thank you very much for your time today, Tori. Um, I really do appreciate it. And one of my goals this year is talk to as many WDF ranking event winners as possible. So I imagine it won't be too long before I'm speaking to you again anyway. <laughs> no worries, mate. I really appreciate it coming up.